Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will give you the four ingredients for our fun, free FanDuel game diced. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And that is Lucy. And Ashley yeah. messing with her mic. <laughs> every week. Yeah, every no every week I forget sassy. to move my mic in front of me. And I was like, shoot. Jeez. Every time. Every yeah. time. Well, guys, get them out of your lineups. The Arizona Cardinals, Chicago Bears, Cincinnati Bengals, Houston Texans, New England Patriots, and the Washington Redskins. This is by far way worse than last week's bias. Yeah. Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. not a bad team in this bunch. Texans. Okay. But still Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins (laughs) and Will Fuller. People still are believing, you know, so even that there's three viable people, you know, it stinks. I don't know about you ladies. I looked at my teams and I was like, man, I have a lot of starters on by this week it was like david johnson was on by last week yeah that hurt me so now it's two weeks off for him that was bad mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really bad howard came out of nowhere for the chicago bears you're great congratulations you're great. he was not too shabby julian edelman still lost at sea he's yeah. yet to be found Bye-bye. wilson Wilson, where are you? Where are you? Um, and the tight ends. This is a big group of tight ends. If you think about it, top tight ends, Rob Gronkowski, Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert, who had a great game last mm-hmm. week, Zach Miller. Fedorowitz. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Fedorowitz, I'm loving it. I like Fedorowitz. Tight ends. Don't you judge. I like um, so yeah, this is this is a bit of a tough week. So we'll try to give you our 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 best with the rest of these for people you can hopefully still pick up um, off the waivers. Um, I just got Shakendrick West, so I'm hoping that works out for me this week. Let me know, Something. Ashley. Will it? It might. Will it? I think it might. All right. Well, let's get into it. Thursday night game: the Atlanta Falcons, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's you, Bryn. Oh, do you want to talk about the Atlanta Falcons? I suppose. I mean, not really. You can just say must start, must start. Don't play anybody else. But okay, just to let you guys whatever. know, we have paused this game or this uh, <laughs> podcast because the World Series game is going on right now, and the Cubs are ahead eight six in the tenth wow. inning, and it's getting crazy. And I'm sorry that I've lost my focus, but I'm back. All right, Atlanta Falcons. Tevin Coleman's been ruled out for Week Nine. So has Jacob Tammy. Uh, you'll have to get a new babysitter for Thursday night. <laughs> oh, he can do it with one arm. Come on. He can do it. He yeah, can do kids it. kids are old enough. Holy <laughs> mackerel. Now, supposedly Julio Jones's injury from last week was just a bruise. Hmm. But let's be frank. 
Jones has three games with less than three fantasy points in standard scoring. He has one killer game with over 300 uh, receiving yards. Only four touchdowns on the entire season. You still have to start him, obviously. He's still Julio Jones. He's still a stud. But I just wanted to let you know, I know some of you have been lightly complaining, and I hear you, and you're not wrong. Um, it's not Antonio Brown in 2015, right? Where, like, the only time he wasn't startable was when Big Ben was out. But you knew that when Big yeah, Ben was right. in, he would always get you double-digit fantasy points, no problem. Not the case with Jones. But hopefully this injury is uh, not too serious. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Devontae Freeman is a baller, and Tampa Bay gives up the seventh most points to opposing running backs. And since Tevin Coleman's out, you don't have to worry about his touchdowns being vultured. And Matt Ryan is also a baller. They give up the seventh most points to opposing quarterbacks as well. As far as sleepers are concerned, Mohamed Sanu in the slot versus uh, Jude Ajay Barima, which by the way, I wrote out phonetically so that I can make sure that I got that correct. Now, um, he is giving up a 109.5 quarterback rating whenever a quarterback throws in his direction on the season. Yeah, that, that's not yeah. good for him. Not good, but it's good for Mohamed yeah. Sanu. And especially if Julio Jones isn't fully healthy, you got to like that. So Austin Hooper caught every single target that has gone in his direction this entire season. And in fact, last week he caught five passes, which means he had five targets for 41 yards. If he can get some of those Tammy touchdowns, he's golden. Tampa Bay gives up the 13th fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. But if Julio's a little banged up, you know, Matt Ryan's a stud. I'm not really worried about it. I kind of like him as a sleeper this week and you can get him off of waivers. And then the bench, go do it. I'm not buying uh, running back Teron Ward coming in like he's uh, – Tevin Coleman. I don't think that's true. And I don't believe in Justin Hardy either. And my husband made a thing. There's one more one out, out and it's still eight, six, everybody. All right. We will focus on the show. <laughs> Ashley, how about those bucks? Can't we just talk cubs instead of bucks? Come on, cubbies. Come on, cubbies. Okay. Well, we've got a running back situation on our hands in Tampa. It's problematic. So Jack quiz, Jack quiz Rogers. Uh, you know, he was doing really well. He rushed 19 times for 69 mm -hmm. yards, and he had a touchdown, and he had a catch for nine yards. But then he was spotted, guys, in the dreaded walking boot. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Not the yep. walking boot. The dreaded walking boot. Good luck. I'd, I'd, I will say, Brian and I trained for the New York City Marathon, and I was walking, and I ran a half marathon on a broken foot because I just thought I rolled my ankle. I used to play sports and you're just that whole like walk it off mentality. So I was in that dreaded walking boot myself all the way up to like three weeks before we had to raise all of our money. It was a horrible race. And then I fell in the middle of Times Square and ate it in front of everybody. And also, no, you were ankle. great. I'm not saying it wasn't great. I'm just saying I also ate it. And so I can feel <laughs> the pains. That's kind of like when you say, I've gained so much weight in your like significant others. Like, but you look great. I was like, I didn't say I don't look great. Great. I What's just said what? I gained weight. Yeah. Those are two separate things. Two, two separate thoughts, but apparently this one the same for you. No. Okay. Um, That's so funny. So I feel his pain on the walking boot is all I'm saying, and I know it's not fun. He has a sprained left foot. So that's a problem. Uh, so he will not be playing this week. Doug Martin also has not been practicing as of Wednesday. So they went and signed Mike James on Monday. Mm. Now we've got some Mike James. Mike James. Yeah. So Dirk. 
Coach Derek, which is very uh, upsetting, suggested that uh, we're going to have a running back by committee situation on our hands, which I think we could all have assumed that's the case. So the question then, and he's basically talking about the fact that they've had a very limited role here, all these players that they have. So he's not really sure who they're going to play. They're just going to kind of just basically throw some on the wall and see what sticks, which is not good news for anybody that owns anyone on this team, because right now you are not really sure. Is it Anton Smith? Is it Peyton Barber? Will it be Mike James? Interestingly enough, I would think Peyton Barber, but it's been leaning towards Anton Smith. So, yes, interest. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. I would say stay away altogether. Although it is a really good matchup because Atlanta gives up the ninth fewest fantasy points. Sorry, ninth most fantasy points to running backs. So there's a chance. Actually, if you need a flyer again, I would not play any of these guys anything more than a flex role because we don't know who it's going to be. There's a chance that either one of them could still do well. So. I'm leaning more the Anton Smith and Peyton Barber route out of the three, but it's dicey. Definitely stay tuned. Make sure you are checking in to see what you are hearing closer to game time as to who that might actually be for the starter. I have to say, as a Mike Evans owner, I am praying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers turn out like the Green Bay Packers of last week, where there is no such thing as a running back and there's only wide receivers because I could use a Jordy Nelson kind of game. Well, I would not be surprised, Corn, if that's the case, because it's a yummy, yummy, yummy matchup for Mike Evans. The uh, Falcons are yes. the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. Grant, he just had an okay game last week with only 50 yards, but you still targeted 11 times. The guy is always targeting the double digits. You have to play Mike Evans even when he has a bad week, but this should be a good week. And for the fact that they've got especially no running backs, if it's going to be decent. But I think you could actually plug in Adam Humphreys as well. He had 58 yards. He actually had the most yards on the team. And he's someone that Winston's actually been looking to a little bit over the last few weeks. So if you need a desperate play, I'm okay with Adam Humphreys because of the matchup. Now, Jameis Winston also has a good matchup, whereas the Falcons have given up the absolute loose most points to quarterbacks. Now, what's interesting is he had a really good matchup last week against the Raiders. Um didn't really do well. The Raiders give up about 300 yards per game in the air, and yet Winston did not deliver. He was only 16 of 32 for 180 yards. Granny had two touchdowns, but I was expecting a little bit more from him. So with well, this really it's good hard matchup, any yards passing when the Oakland Raiders are giving them all to you in penalties. Well, so. that is true. The also, Raiders that game intense. That Raiders did was you so good. <laughs> Mike Evans is only averaging 1.4 yards after the catch. Do you know how how terrible that is? I just want to tell you, that's one like step. the it's one bottom. Step. Okay, so the people that are in his category are Jeff Janis, Justin Hunter. He's 113th in the league for yards after the catch. 113th. What what is he doing when he catches the ball? Is he just like he's I'll running here. right into the end zone, Brandon? What's it to you? Right into the end zone. <laughs> so he's taking well, one yard for six points. He's he's, he's double team because there's no That's one else on this team. Doing. I mean, they leave Humphreys just <laughs> wide open. He virtually takes one step. I mean, literally, one point four is literally one step. It's like whoop, whoop, get back up. It's enough to say he completed the catch, hypothetically with NFL standards. Yes. Hypothetically. Barely, barely enough to say he actually made the catch, but yeah, virtually. But you don't care because he gets targeted 10 times a game. He's tied with Benny Fowler. Yeah, I get it. Who, who's played like twice this year. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, moving on. You still have to play him though. You still have to play him. Now, Cameron Brait, he is someone I think you can also plug in because as Courtney said, we've got a lot of tight ends that are out on bye. 
this mm. week. So Cameron Braid is a good option. He's got a really great matchup. They give the six most fantasy points to tight ends. He is someone that Winston does target, and he likes to target him in the red zone as well. So another good guy that you could possibly look for. Um, and then I'll skip my other guys in terms of Russell Shepard, who uh, is also a little bit injured, and Lewis Murphy that is not worth talking about yet because he's not healthy enough. All right, guys. No London game. Everybody gets to sleep <sighs> in. Finally. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. Ashley's still recovering from our Halloween and wedding weekend. <laughs> it's been a so, bad weekend. <laughs> she's not 21 anymore. Whoops. I, I will say, Wednesday my favorite. I went to one Halloween party for 20 minutes, and I walked in, and I sat down, and I left because I felt so sick. Bless. Mm -hmm. I'm still sick. I have 101 fever right now, and it's been since Saturday. As you I'm should have walked in. They've been like, "What's your what's your costume?" You've been like, "The plague." <laughs> no, I was furious from a Mad Max, but you know, uh, I yeah, take an ibuprofen and a five-hour energy before I go to sleep, and I wake up five. <laughs> is, that, is that the trick, Brennan? Yeah. Pretty sure that's not healthy. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. You don't start anyone on the Detroit week. Lions. What I, happened last week, man? I could not believe Chicago was shredding the Vikings defense. Oh, yeah. Destroying them. Oh, They just didn't prepare. They didn't respect Cutler, and they didn't prepare. These trap games are just so evident. You know, I had that deal. feeling, too. I was like, gosh, something's not right about this. They're going to say, oh, well, Cutler sucks. Well, that's true, but you still you still have to realize he's in the NFL. But he Barely. didn't suck. He I mean, still yeah. got a bomb of an arm. They did it. They won 8-7. Cubs won? Cubs yep. won. Yeah. The Cubs won. Congrats, honey. Come here. Give Pop me a the hug. champagne. A hundred and eight years, and it's over. It's so over. Congrats. Over. Congratulations. Over. congratulations. Oh. This, is, All right. this could be a metaphor for the 2016 election as well. All right. We're going to skip, skip this matchup because it's too depressing. We're just going to move on to something a little cheerier. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, we'll no, I mean, listen, I, you know, uh, <laughs> I will kind of agree with you. Eric Ebron got a lot of work last week, seven uh, catches off of 10 targets with 79 yards. Uh, he only has one touchdown on the season. But again, it's a horrible week for tight ends. Little, you guys, I was ranking tight ends. I was like, do I have to do this? Yeah, right. Terrible. Uh, Riddick, you might have to play as well. And man, they didn't uh, pause on getting him back involved after nope. being gone due to injury. Uh, he carried the ball 11 times for 56 yards, caught eight of his 11, 11 targets for 77 yards and a touchdown. He won't have that kind of game this week, uh, but certainly uh, Jordan Howard ran all over he them. Might. So, hey, you know, I'm okay. I have to start Riddick in a couple leagues. I don't feel great about it, but I don't feel deadly uh bench uh i think actually this stadium may be the new strongest home field advantage in the league in fact i actually was just on a podcast with pro football focus with this guy named dan who was there for the giants game because he works for the giants organization and he said that he was at that stadium and it's the loudest stadium he's ever been in his life and he, like he, part of what he does is he just tours stadiums he thinks it's crazy just nuts. So um, interesting little tidbit there. Minnesota gives up the second fewest points to opposing quarterbacks. Try to find someone other than Stafford. Second fewest points to opposing wide receivers. In fact, they only allow an average of 10.9 receptions per game. And they have three wide receivers that they throw to. So that means like three a pop. 
Not good. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And by the way, Jones hasn't scored in the last two weeks and hasn't put up more than four catches since week four. He had a hot start. He may still have some curb appeal. People might think he's putting up wide receiver one numbers. I might try to feel out a trade because you know what? They have a bye next week. Um, I'm and then uh, after that, they have Jacksonville. But then it's Minnesota again. It's a tough road for four games. If you have to make the playoffs, I don't know. Mm. That is rough. Mm. Midwest dilemmas right here. Midwest mm. dilemmas. Mm. Serious Midwest, though. Minnesota and, and Detroit, That that's Midwest. Mm. We were debating about the Midwest before right. the show. What is the Midwest? And then we talked about what Brands the Rust Belt was. I'm saying they're Rust Belt. <laughs> they got a different vibe, those Rust Belt East Coasters. It is the geographical equivalent of what is a catch? No what one really knows. No one really knows what, what is all is the Midwest? Midwest. I was saying culturally, Ohio is more like Pennsylvania than it is Nebraska. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to Minnesota. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> Norv Turner was so turned off by the Midwest. He retired. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was great. He, he didn't retire, did he? Didn't he just resign? Yeah, I think he just yeah, resigned. Yeah, he resigned. So I'm, I'm like telling Before myself getting fired. he retired. For only two losses in a row? I know. Uh, he must have thought he was going to get fired. Uh, I mean, it's pretty surprising. It's like right in the middle of a short week. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Pat Shermer will be the one who will be the interim offensive coordinator. Saturday's um, sick. It's. I, I hope, hope he's not, not sick. We I love him. He said he was healthy. He said he was healthy. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, he did. He didn't okay, tell good. anyone. Do you know Very Sam Bradford person. found out from his wife because she got a notification on her phone, like from Bleacher yeah, Report or something? That. It's so bizarre. There's got to be more news that's going to come out in the next few days. It's yeah, too sad. crazy that someone, especially like Norv, who's been in the NFL this long, would just resign midway through i mean there's maybe there's a story there's a story of brewing courtney maybe he has some weird emails going on or yeah maybe he's gonna be found out in hillary <laughs> women are emails. gonna come out women yeah. are gonna come out alleging. wrong wrong <laughs> <laughs> this is the collection of our election humor don't worry we're not gonna yeah. get partisan we're just making fun no of it no no we'll make fun of yeah. it yeah it's almost <laughs> over it's almost over <laughs> we're cracking under pressure we'd make fun of johnson too but that doesn't count you know no. what I mean? <laughs> no. uh, all right, all right. Keep going. So <laughs> we're really getting it today. Must be the Cubs winning. Um, I don't know how this is going to pan out for this offense. I will say it's had a pretty stagnant offense the last few weeks, but pretty stagnant. I mean, they've had some tough matchups. They've, you know, yeah, but you know, buys usually help. But not not in this case. But Stefan Diggs also being injured was a problem for them. But he is back. He had eight catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. He was great. He was targeted 13 times, which is exactly what we want to see. So clearly we have no concern about him still being hurt. Uh, I feel really good about that. He's got a pretty um, average matchup. Nothing to be too concerned about against the Detroit secondary. So I think you can expect similar numbers this week. Kyle Rudolph is like dropped off so that's been concerning he had five catches for 31 yards he was targeted six times we caught almost all of his passes but yes he's had a little bit of a drop in his targets as well so that's a little bit concerning um but detroit gives up the most fantasy points to tight ends so this should be the week that him and bradford turn around and start to make sweet sweet magic with turn each other around every now and then, and then. 
Yeah. No. Rudolph no finds the end zone and another 20 yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so fake. <laughs> That's good. You're so fake. Thank you. Thank That's you. my jam right there. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Carry queen. Mm. <laughs> Midwest. Midwest. That's how this all started, by the way. It was like Ohio. I was like, what's its own brand of Midwest? And Courtney was like, We were going to start 20 minutes earlier, and then we got on a complete Midwest debate over here. It's nuts. It's nuts. Anyways, Ashley, anything else? Stay focused. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, he did not practice Friday or Saturday of last last week, in which case he did not play last week. Um, But he is no longer wearing the walking boots. We've got Bad news of a walking boot with Jack Quiz and good news of the walking boot with Jarek McKinnon. So he did not practice Wednesday, but he does feel better and he expects to play this week. So I think that'd be welcomed as Matt Aziata only had 42 yards off 14 attempts. Uh, he did have two more catches for 36 yards. So he did okay, but the rushing was not exactly strong. Um, so they definitely need McKinnon back. Sam Bradford is not someone that you would start, but interesting to still note that this is the Troy is at the second most fantasy points. So if you really did have to dig deep, he should have a good week this week if you need to. If you got a quarterback on by, he is a viable option. I love that you're like, Minnesota has been stagnant. I think it's because Stefan Diggs has been injured. Must not have anything to do about that Teddy Bridgewater and Adrian Peterson guys, right? But they've been or out the since the end of the year. They've been oh, the, the offensive, offensive line. line. But the they, line's they, been bad. So they've lost so many people. There's so but many problems. But they started off okay. The offense was okay. Oh, yeah, they Stephon Diggs was doing great. But they're Rudolph getting was great. Yeah. McKinnon was doing well. And then the last, like, three weeks, there's been a complete drop-off. The offensive line has not changed. It is still a shit offensive line. You've got the same defense. The defense has been dropping off. So that's been part of the problem, too, is the defense has not exactly been playing up to snuff as they were. I don't know. It's just, I don't know what's going on. Maybe this, maybe Norv leaving will be a good turnaround for them. Gotta hope. Oh, so sad. Philadelphia Eagles, the New York Giants. All right, start. Eagles defense. Boom. Five out of the last seven games in double digits. Five out of the last. Five out of seven games. There's only been seven games for them. So, yeah, they've got double digits. So, they're, they're a must start. Then we just move down. Okay, we're going to just pop them down. Uh Best next player I'm going to have to say is Jordan Matthews. Matthews finally got a touchdown in over 50 yards. That's a lot of points. Um, But, yeah, not only that, but he was targeted 14 times, which that's awesome. That's something that he hasn't done since week one. So it's a decent matchup. So I would go ahead and say he's a decent wide receiver three. Darren Sproles, we have him ranked number 25. Yes, Sproles, that's a thing. Last week, Sproles took over as the lead back unofficially. Say, Matthews is, is it still official? the starter. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has 113 more snaps than Matthews this year. So I would say that's pretty official. What I find interesting, um, everyone's like, well, Matthews, got, he's had some fumble problems. I'm like, Matthews' whole career has been fumble and injury problems. I don't understand why this is confusing to anybody. It was just really weird last game, like him not playing the first quarter and then coming in for like four rushes, giving him a touchdown, and then pulling him for the next half. You know, so like I don't understand how that's really going down. Um, obviously, there's some problems within the offense. Uh, they keep but, saying you know, that he's still the guy, and I'm he, like, Coach really? Patterson says that Matthews is the main back. 
um, still in there evaluating the two running backs through the next few days. But clearly, Pedersen likes Sproles more than Matthews. Uh, he's picking favorites, and Sproles is the one. So if you're going to pick either one of these guys, it's going to be Sproles. This isn't the best matchup for them, but I think that it's going to be weird to have – Matthews in just like he was last year, so or last week, so limited. Maybe he'll get the touchdown. I have a feeling Matthews is going to come down with a Jay Cutler thumb injury ASAP. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and on the bench, Carson Wentz. Wentz is no more than a streamer at this point with three games under 12 fantasy points and as many in- interceptions as touchdowns. He's just not a smart start against the Giants. Um, Zach Ertz. Ertz has not been able to do anything since he's returning from his injury. And the, actually, the Giants are best at stopping the tight ends. So I would definitely look elsewhere. Um, as for as of today, Josh Huff will be playing after being arrested on Tuesday for speeding, DUI, uh, possession of marijuana, and carrying hollow point bullets, among other things. And, again, and yes, the Eagles are still playing. No well, suppose- way. Yeah, the Eagles are still playing him. What do you mean supposedly? Supposedly what? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm sorry. Supposedly he had a a, – legally was carrying the gun. But they did arrest him on that, but I think – I think that he actually did have a permit for the gun. What but about that DUI for the, and the possession of marijuana? I don't even care about those two. Why does he have hollow point bullets? That is not kosher, dude. Murder. No need. No need. Yeah, and the DUI and marijuana, obviously, it has to go through the um, the steps through court before it can go through the steps of the NFL, which I just find complete BS. Morally, why are you playing him? Anyways. Well, let's you. not discuss Ashley. the NFL and morals, huh? We don't have enough time on this show. The Cubbies won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. All right, we'll get to the Giants then. (laughs) This will be quick because they were on a bye. So you're playing Odell Beckham Jr. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, but I expect him to play. Philly has given up the 10th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, so it is going to be a little bit of a tough matchup for all of these wide receivers. But nonetheless, you are always playing OBJ. You are playing him. Now, Victor Cruz said that he is 100%. He is finally 100%. No knee or groin injuries. Knock on wood. Stay healthy, Victor Cruz. Um, you're playing Cruz over, in my opinion, Shepard, mainly because I own him and I've benched him and I hate him now. No, I, I don't hate you. I mean, a little bit. <sighs> Just kidding. Anyway, um, you're not playing him. Now, the running back situation is also interesting. Rashad Jennings is the starter. Uh, but Paul Perkins said that he is unsure as to if his role will increase following this bye week. Now, what's interesting is that you know, he's done fairly well. It's thought that he will increase because of the production that he has seen, which has been still fairly minimal production. And then you've got Orleans Darkwa also being thrown in there. So really you've got a nice little cluster of running backs that have a ho-hum matchup. I think you should stay away from all of them if you can, if you can avoid it, uh, because none of them have really been productive and you're not sure who is going to get the goal line carries. If I had to guess, actually Orleans Darkwa probably the one who's going to get in the end zone. So, uh, and this is definitely not the week to get cute with Eli Manning as the sorry, excuse me, the Eagles give the fifth fewest points to quarterbacks. I know it's coming off a bye. Eli usually is able to pull together after a bye, but I just don't like this week at all. You've got better options. 
Right, the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins. Mm. All right. Game of the week. Game Matt of Forte. the week. Game yeah. of the week. Start them all. Start them all. <laughs> yeah. I am going to say start them all, Courtney. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Both teams. Let's just do it. Matt Forte, guys. You laughed at me on SiriusXM when I said that he was going to have the most total yards. I believe I actually won that one. I think you did just a good saying. job. Just saying. Uh, he had... 25 touches for 82 yards and two touchdowns. Plus he had two catches for 16 yards against the Browns. Yes, I'm aware it was against the Browns. And I'm aware we told you he would do well. But he did do fantastic. Um, just, just great. Now, the Dolphins defense is allowing 135 yards per game. Which is the second worst. Sorry, third worst the in Dolphins. the league. They're the worst. The Delphines. So Forte should have another great week. So I like him a lot. Now, Brandon Marshall, who was really cute, saying that he was all stressed out about being traded, and he made it very clear he did not want to be traded away from the Jets. The Jets are the Jets. He's kind of bounced a bit. I think, you know, he, he really loves his friendship with Fitzy. He likes New York. He didn't get traded, so the stress is off. Uh, but he had four catches for 68 yards against the Browns. He was targeted nine times. Um, he is practicing in full. He has a bit of a foot injury, which I do think we've actually seen some of the remnants of that foot injury the last few weeks. Uh, I'm encouraged that he's practicing in full. I don't expect him to be 100% this week, but I think we are making those improvements that we need to see out of him. Miami secondary is terrible. They get the 10th most points, so Brandon Marshall should be able to have a good week, including... Quincy and Noonwal should also have a good week. He had 93 yards and a touchdown. I really like what I see out of him. He was targeted the most out of everybody on the team. You got kind of double coverage going on with Brandon Marshall, which opens up Quincy a bit. Quincy just, he seemed to do well with Geno Smith, who's not playing this year. He seems to do well with Fitzy. So it's not a situation. Sometimes a new quarterback comes in and you're concerned what's going to happen. That's not the case with Quincy. Quincy's doing really well. And I think he could have had a really good week this week. So I think he's someone that you're starting to play every week now. Not just, you know, situationally, but I think he's someone that's stepping up really nicely into that wide receiver two position. Step, step, step it up. up. And Bilal Powell, he had 76 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think he could have a good week as well. So again, like we said, you're basically starting everyone on this team. Maybe Start not Fitzy unless you're really in a tight spot. Um, but even then, it's a good matchup for Fitzy. And I do want to note that CJ Spiller is finalizing his deal right now with the Jets. Poor Niall Davis. Which means they dumped Niall Davis, which means Niall Davis might end up going back to Kansas City, which I'll discuss when we get to Kansas City. But isn't that just so sad? That they didn't even give him a chance. He was only they there. They didn't. Like, they literally give him no chance at all. Like a week. No, not even a Well, Green Bay gave him a week, but... Uh, the Jets signed him and dropped him the same day. Maybe he's really bad, Absolutely. you guys. He yeah. didn't even get there. I think it's the allure of C.J. Spiller. It's that C.J. Spiller allure that never quite pans out. I know. All these enjoy enjoy C.J. Jets. Enjoy him. Or now. All right. The Miami Dolphins. Jarvis Landry. He has had nine fantasy points in each of the last two games without a touchdown. In fact, he hasn't had a touchdown since week three. I know it's scary. And I wouldn't want to play him either, but it's the Jets. And they give up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. And because of that, I think Kenny Stills, who has had three touchdowns on the season, could be a good, as if not great, flex option this week. 
right. as well as starting Landry. Jay Jai has been a workhorse for the Dolphins the last two weeks. He's had over 50 carries, 418 yeah. yards and three touchdowns. The Jets don't give up many yards to running backs, but I, I can't tell you to bench a dude that's had 32 and 27 fantasy points in standard leagues. So I wouldn't expect those points, but I'd still expect double digits, 12, yeah. 14 points. So I'm still starting him. In fact, you can start the Dolphins defense. What? I've got him ranked at number nine. The Jets give up the absolute most fantasy points to defenses. Enough said. I like it. Ryan Tannehill is on my bench. Tannehill hasn't Why? done much in the last four games. <laughs> well, listen, Brandon. Or the last four seasons. You know I'm a fan. I feel like, you know, <laughs> I'm doing it for you. I was going to have him as a must start. And I just didn't want to upset you on a Aww. big day like today. The Cubs win and, you know. Midwest, baby. Midwest conversation just set you <laughs> off sideways. Uh, so, you know, I just felt I'll just put him right Right where Brandon thinks he deserves. That's on the bench. So there's better options to stream this week, people. Dion Sims, that's a tight end, dude. He's two on the bench, as well as Andrew Frank, the kicker. Moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars at Kansas City Chiefs. The Jags starting. Cricket. No one. <laughs> <laughs> Moving down. Um, you might want to start them. You may want to bench them. I can understand any of these. We'll start off with the guy who's the main corporate of it all, Blake Bortles. We have him at number 13, so he's mm -hmm. right there on the cuff. Um, Bortles has had a great game last week with 337 yards mm -hmm. passing and three touchdowns and no turnovers, which is huge for Bortles this year. Uh, but that's a one game wonder. I I, I fear, um, it's not that it's not the easiest matchup for him this week against Kansas city, giving up the 11th fewest fantasy points. Um, but Bortles does have a higher ceiling than some of the other quarterbacks that you may be streaming. Just don't right? watch the game. So, yeah, so it's going to be really painful. It might all come in the last 12 minutes of the game like it did last week. Um, but it it's not – he's not my favorite, but there's worse options like Ryan Tannehill, right? Right? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, Alan Robinson, the only reason that he is even on the sleepers and not on the bench – is because the Jaguars fired their offensive coach. And this tends to make things exciting for the offense, and they get this weird spirit around them, and weird stuff starts happening, like Allen Robinson getting more than seven fantasy points. Mm. So I know it's been rough this week. It may turn around this week. I'm not promising you that. I will say that with 15 targets last week, Robinson was only able to bring in six Balls problem. problem for 70 yards. The only promising thing other than the coach chain is that the chiefs do give up the eighth most um, fantasy points to wide receivers, which does make me like Alan Hearns who had 11 targets for 98 yards and a touchdown. He's not a bad play this week. He's a bit of a boomer at bust, just like the whole team, but he actually has had a higher ceiling than, than Mr. Allen Robinson the last five games. So you know, mm. high-risk, high-reward, maybe. Uh, and that's going to go for Julius Thomas as well. We have him ranked number 16. It's not the best matchup. He's listed as questionable. 
he's very much tight touchdown dependent, which a lot of tight ends are. But I will say he's had a touchdown in both of the last two games. So I don't know. That's not that bad. Uh, he does only get 20 yards. So if he does not find the end zone, you are going to get two points out of Julius Thomas. And, of course, on the bench, the best duo in the NFL, TJ Yeldon and Chris Ivory. Thank you, gentlemen, for staying consistently bad. I appreciate you. You're the best. Oh, Kansas City Chiefs, Ashley. <laughs> How do I top that, Courtney? <laughs> oh, man. There's nothing more that I love than consistency. And knowing that you it's not even a possibility to have to start them makes me feel good, right? Yeah. I, I will say that you don't have that pit in your stomach when you're like, do I? Do I not? Do I not? Is he going to blow up on my bench? Yeah. You know, I have to start TJ Yeldon in the league. Oh, oh, the mm -hmm. 4.6 points is going to hurt. Yeah. At least you can count on the four <laughs> points. Like you can count on that when you're putting your other players in, your plug and plays, you know? Well, it's a, it's a, an 18 team league. Yeah, you're screwed. Oh, well, then, yeah. It just, everybody yeah. has, everybody has a everybody TJ has Yeldon on their them. team. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. starting like, you know, Justin yeah. Hunter and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, starting Josh Huff. <sighs> Oh, nobody's trying. Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm. <laughs> so Travis Kelsey, I wish I had better news about him. He's technically in my must-start category, but I don't feel great about him this week at all. He's coming off his best game of the season with 101 yards. Woo. Uh, oh, yeah, he had seven passes. That's great. That's great. I guess. You know, but the problem is, is that <laughs> was that just not good enough for you? Wow, yeah, it's not, not good enough for me. Honestly, he's I mean, a I top guess. because here's his issue: is he's like a hundred yards, or like Julius Thomas, twenty yards. It's like it's so boomer bust. But that's that's kind of the tight end position. You just kind of have okay. to kind of accept that, unless you have like Jordan Reed or Gronk. Even Greg Olson's been a little rough this year. Um, so I just what I don't love is that the Jags are actually surprisingly stout against the tight ends. They've only allowed one touchdown the whole season to a tight end thus far. So it's not a great matchup for Kelsey. So you've got that classic boom bust. He had a good game and he shouldn't have a good game this week, but you're out so many tight ends on by you kind of forced to play him. So I kind of have him in my must starts because you have really no other better options that have a higher ceiling than Travis Kelsey. So it is what it is. I'm sorry. I don't have better news. Now, this whole, my whole write-up is just Debbie Downer for the Chiefs because they're all hurt. So Spencer Ware, he suffered a concussion uh, during the game last week. He is still going through concussion protocol right now. So he did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, it's a fairly decent matchup as the Jags give up the 15th most fantasy points to running backs all season. But as of right now, it doesn't look like he's going to play, which does put Sharkandrick West as the maiden back. As we discussed, there's a possibility that the Chiefs might go out and get Niall Davis, who was just released from the Jets. Uh, basically, like we said, like he, you said he, didn't even, he didn't even get there. And just, you're done. I don't so. For CJ Spiller, don't get me started. In the Nile um, and, the Jets. and then that takes us to Jamal Charles, who's been ruled out um, because he had to have surgery on his knee again. So his knee apparently was acting back up. So uh, he's on IR. 
he had to get the knee surgically repaired. The severity is not necessarily clear as to what's going on. There's been rumors he could come back, he may not come back. And then because it's my absolute favorite, they signed Bishop Sankey because I cannot Sankey. get away from him. I mm -hmm. cannot get away from this man it's to save my you. life. So that's very concerning for me. So I don't love that. So I'm really hoping that Chuck Hendrick West does well. And then to more injury news, Alex Smith. So he had interesting. He loved the game last week early, which was thought to be a concussion. And he came out with a little like cut on his ear and then Fools was doing fairly well, but then they put Alex Smith back in and then he had actually a pretty nasty hit. You can see his entire like helmet twisted around. Then he had to really live the game because of a concussion. But now we're being told afterwards that it actually was not a concussion, which is really interesting. But yet his head has still been ruled out for week nine. So I don't know if this head is the Cutler thumb, Courtney, because Foles looked fairly decent when he came in. Oh, God, no. I don't no, know. What is, what is going to happen, Ashley, is that the knock to his head, it's like one of those things that's like they get hit and all of a sudden they can see. Smith got hit and now he's gonna be able to pass past 20 yards. It's gonna happen. So? Is I it like so. that? Is it kind of like that movie, The Rookie or whatever? When we were children, and the kid had the cast in his arm and then he got off and he became like a pro bowl, like a pro yes. pitcher. So yeah, what's happening Ashley. here, Courtney? It's what's exactly what's going to go well, down. Well, Nick Foles is not hoping for that. He actually looked fairly decent. 16 of 22 for 223 yards. He will get the start this week. It is actually a fairly decent matchup. The Jags give the 13th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I am not telling you to start Nick Foles. I'll be very clear. I am not telling you to do that, but it is intriguing. I am for those of you who are playing Carson Palmer all these matchup. weeks. Nick Foles isn't that bad. He's it's it's it is an interesting matchup. So if you really need you're desperate, it's not the worst person. I would play Foles over Tannehill. Is that crazy? No. No, I mean Tannehill. Come on, that's not even a hot take. That's like. I played Case Keenum over Full, Tannehill. Foles is wow. not even like played wow. like for we'll get to how long now? Dallas Cowboys at the Cleveland Browns. Brandon, give me some Desi. You were gonna start everyone from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott keeps getting better. Last week he scored a season high twenty-seven point two eight fantasy points against the Eagles. The Browns give up the fourth most points to opposing quarterbacks. Ezekiel Elliott has eighteen or more touches in every single game so far this season. The Browns give up the third most points to opposing running backs. Des Bryant was limited in practice, but that's going to be the new normal. They want to keep him healthy. Last week he had his big return. He caught four of his 14 targets for 113 yards and a touchdown. The Browns give up the fifth most points to opposing wide receivers. Jason Witten only had two catches last week, but one was for a touchdown. And the Browns give up the third most points to opposing tight ends. And you know I love Cole Beasley. As our friend Mike Wright from the Fantasy Footballers says, we're trying to spread the Beasles. Catch it. <laughs> that was a great game. And the excitement around... Witten was adorable. Oh, it was. And he was so pumped. He was like, he was oh. so pumped. It was his yeah. first touchdown of the season, but you go, man. Yep. Otherwise, it's four catches for 40 yards. Always. Uh, okay. Yeah, no sleepers and no bench. But I am going to say, I have no comment, no inside information, and nothing really to say about the Ezekiel Elliott domestic violence uh, investigation other than 
this is your time to pick up Alfred Morris just in case. If you've been relying on Ezekiel Elliott, I would just suggest doing that. This sounds like a bad situation. Um, one that uh, it sounds like he and his lawyers are going to fight adamantly. And I'm not, again, I'm not making any accusations. I'm just saying the league also suspended Tom Brady for four games and he's unbelievably rich and powerful and still could get it overturned. If they make a decision, it is what it is. And I'm sorry. The Cleveland Browns. Uh, start Gary Barnage in PPR leagues. He is five even sadder. Even yeah, sadder. Yeah, yeah, five or more <laughs> targets in every week except for week one when he had like zero points and everyone freaked out and decided yeah. to stop living. Uh, he's yet to score a touchdown. Why? Because Browns. Um, but hey, with six teams on by, if you're in a PPR league, you're like, oh, okay, three catches for fifty-ish yards, eight points, solid. That's what he does every week. And uh, Dallas gives up the ninth most points to opposing tight ends, so it's the best matchup of the week. We don't know if Josh McCown or Cody Kessler is going to be the starter quite yet. Cody Kessler is practicing uh, since coming back from concussion protocol. A lot of people think it'll be him. We're hoping it's McCown. But we'll see. Duke Johnson has been more involved lately, and normally I like Crowell, especially since he's bouncing back as well lately. But Dallas gives up the second fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. I think this is a tough matchup. You probably have to start them, but temper your expectations. And supposedly this is the week that Corey Coleman's going to come back. Keep your eye on those injury reports. The last time he played with McCown, uh, he caught five of his eight targets for 104 yards and two touchdowns. Dallas gives up the 13th fewest points to opposing wide receivers. If it's McCown, I'm playing him. If it's not, I'm trying to find something else. And Terrell Pryor, you know he's awesome. Even when he's dealing with a hamstring injury, he did not practice today. Now, last week he was limited almost the whole time, and he still played, and he had a great game. Um, but he did not practice. It's a little bit of a downgrade, so watch yeah. that. FYI. And then uh, Andrew Hawkins scored two touchdowns last week, but certainly if it's Kessler, but even if it's McCown, I wouldn't play him. Yeah, no. Yeah. Corey Coleman might be on your waiver wires. I just picked him up yesterday or today. Ooh, yeah, go get him. If he's on your waiver wire, he is the best ad you can have. He 21 touchdowns last year at Baylor. Obviously, he's not going to do that because he's in the NFL and because he was injured, but yeah. He's and because he plays for the Cleveland Browns. And there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. It hurts. Oh, it does. All right. After the break, we'll get to more of these week nine matchups. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. We are going right back to the Midwest, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Baltimore Ravens. We've already clarified it's the Rust Belt, not Midwest, or half of it, as one of your maps said, right? <laughs> one out of like many. Yes, yes, yes. It's because they've been there. The Steelers. All right. Le'Veon Bell always, although he's yet to score a touchdown this year. I know. It's concerning. Not good. Also, uh, the Baltimore Ravens get the six fewest points to opposing running backs, but you still start them. Stop it. Antonio Brown cuts seven of his 11 targets for 166 yards with Landry Jones. Landry Jones. Miracles miracles. I'm starting to panic. Baltimore gets the third most points to opposing <laughs> wide receivers. You clearly start him, and you clearly start Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates is back. Get it together. Love it. Uh, they're saying Ben Roethlisberger will play. I think it sounds a little crazy. I'm wondering if this is a bluffing, like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play, but whoops, it's Jacoby Brissett. 
I'm tempted in that two quarterback league where I have Alex Smith who just went down and Carson Palmer who's on a bye. Uh to start Landry just in case. I mean, Ben might go down again. Yeah. I'm Coming in a two-quarterback league and bye week hell, and I'm starting Bryce Petty because I think Fitzpatrick will be benched. So, yeah, I mean, and I – Yeah, I have to. So you're, you're hoping he'll be benched. I don't think he'll be benched. Is Foles not out there? No. Hmm. Oh, I'm in hell. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. They give up the tenth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks anyway. It's his first week back. I don't know. I'm all over the map on how I feel about this. And I wish this if this podcast was later in the week, I'd have a better analysis of what's going on here. So listen to our radio show again. It's on Saturday nights from nine to eleven PM Eastern on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. We do updates there, and this will definitely be something we'll have to update. The other wide receiver slots are really weird. Supposedly, Eli Rogers was a healthy slash disciplinary scratch in week seven. Uh, now Tomlin's saying that's not true and that now Eli Rogers is healthy. I don't know, man. These Pittsburgh Steelers, they're they're a little odd. Uh, and then Darius Hayward Bay officially replaced the struggling Marcus Wheaton on the depth chart. I'm into that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. He's a a red zone Mm. target, so I like that a lot. Yeah, and on the bench is the tight ends. Uh, Ladarius Green is sort of back. He's practicing. He's still officially on PUP. I don't know what's going on with him. They're saying that he has a chance of playing. Very noncommittal. Baltimore gives up the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends anyway. Uh, so regardless, you know, they have yet to give up a touchdown all season to tight ends, and Jesse James is touchdown dependent anyway, so I'm not starting him regardless, but I think this Ladarius Green situation is tough. Also, like, frankly, I think that Hunter Henry doing so well is kind of an indictment on Ladarius Green. Like, where were you all those years? Where where were you? His hands hands aren't as good as Hunter Henry's. Well, that's the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. The Baltimore Ravens. You're starting Terrence West. West tore it up last week with 10 yards. That was it. There's just 10 yards. That's all. <laughs> so scary. That's all. Mm. That's all she wrote. Um, it's not like the fantasy points that we were seeing from the other running backs, but listen, they just couldn't get anything going at all for the Ravens. This week should be different against the Steelers to give up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. So don't lose hope. Still holding tight, and Terrence Williams. Justin Tucker, of course, is a starter. Then you get into the sleepers because, let's be honest, guys, the offense is struggling. Mike Wallace is having a pretty decent season, although he hasn't found the inside since week two. So, in my opinion, he's the best receiver on this team and the only one I would take a risk on. Now, the Ravens' defense is a must-start if Roethlisberger is out. Love him. If Roethlisberger's in, not so much. It's not not as yummy and delicious as as if he's out. Um, Dennis Pitta, I don't know. I think that's just like you're just like grabbing for something special. Crockett Gilmore <laughs> is back, um, but not on the field for actual game day. So um, it, I don't know. Dennis Pitta's not my favorite. Joe Flacco, Flacco Wacko, has two passing touchdowns in the last five games. Man, how does he do it? Mm. So good. 
It's got to ice Two his shoulder. and lot. five turnovers. That's, mm. That is what we want from our Sounds former Super Bowl champ. Right well, there. Russell Wilson's uh, competing. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. I go ahead and look up to see who the Baltimore Ravens' backup quarterback is. And you know what? If you just feel like you're really in a pinch here, go ahead and pick that guy up because that might be happening. He might come down with a Jay Cutler thumb injury too. Wow, that's bold. Well, listen, he's hurt. He is hurt. He I is legitimately he is legitimately hurt, Flacco, right? And so it's not just his fault. The whole team's kind of a hot mess. So, you know, they just might need to, like, freshen things up for a moment. Let Flacco get healthy. Bring him back later. Um, as far as the receivers, other than Wallace, Steve Smith Sr. is listed as questionable. But he's yet to practice. So I did rank him, but it's not hot. It's not, not feeling great. good. Not only that, but the Steelers do give up the fourth fewest fantasy points uh, to wide receivers. So unlike the running back situation, the wide receivers actually do not have the best matchups. All right, so let's get into these late afternoon games. The New Orleans Saints at the San Francisco 49ers. Defense check. Check, check. <laughs> you know, New Orleans' defense has been better than you think recently. Shut I, I, uh, I mean, I will say you're right. The say. expectation was that low. Yes, we were 32nd, right. and they're more like 26. 26. Oh, okay. Hey, better than 32. That is not true. And they're getting the best cornerback back. I feel like Brand's having a Case Keenum pity moment where she just kind of bumps them up a little bit higher than they should be. <laughs> yeah, that's not. It's not true. starting caliber. I'm just saying, like you know. <laughs> It is what it is. All right, Drew Brees. Uh, he was great at Kansas City, and I know that he's not as good on the road, but I think he'll be fine against yeah. the 49ers. So, uh, and I love him. And I think he's my lost brother. I think we could be related. Well, that would make us related. I've never felt related to Tom to Drew Brees. All right, I'm sorry. I do have to say something real fast, Brandon. New Orleans is not the worst defense in the NFL when it comes to fantasy points, but they are the second worst. And they only have 20 fantasy points total on the season. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not Minnesota. Okay. But Jacksonville is worse. That that de <laughs> that defense that we were all scared of going into the season is worse than New Orleans, which is pretty impressive. Sorry. Mm -hmm. They put in a lot of work on that. They're the case keenum of, of our defenses. Mm. Poor case. Poor case. Anyways. San Francisco gives up the third most points to posing wide receivers. So I'm starting Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks, and Willie Sneed in that order. Uh, sleepers. San Francisco gives up the absolute most points to posing running backs. But unfortunately, we have a running back controversy. Uh, <laughs> I hate this. Why? Okay. Mark Ingram was benched last week after he fumbled and scored you negative fantasy points. Fail. Hashtag fail. Tim Hightower got 26 carries, which is 10 more carries than they have ever given Mark Ingram. And he went for 102 yards. The coach says that Hightower has, quote unquote, definitely earned more time. And yet Ingram still has, quote unquote, a key role in the offense. Both are risky plays, but six different running backs have put up over 100 rushing yards on San Francisco out of seven games. So someone's going to blow up. Someone's going to do it. 
Is it going to be Ingram? Is this just coach speak? Is this them trying to motivate Ingram? Or do they just not like Ingram? A lot I of people fumble. Like I don't know what's going on. I think it was a wake-up call. Either way, I don't know who you're starting this week, though. I think that it was... 26 carries. Trying to get him back on track. I've never thought they would ever give anyone 26 carries. It is outrageous as 10 more carries than what they've given Mark Ingram all season. At the max? That's a little crazy to me. Anyway, Kobe Fleener also is only playing 34% of the team's snaps last week. That is way down every single week since his 77%, which was his peak in week three. Josh Hill actually may have already replaced him on the depth chart, so risky. Ew, I hate that. Mm-hmm. 49ers, start them all. I have no starts. And how oh. sad is that when you were playing the second worst defense in the league oh. and I still have no oh. starts for you? Sad. How? I have a little bit. Do you know that uh, Tampa Bay plays uh, New Orleans twice during the fantasy playoffs? Ooh. <gasps> Delicious. Ooh. I just wanted to throw that out there. Wow, that's nice. Well, that's we'll nice. Get, we'll, get, we'll, get nice. To the, we'll just go right to the bench because that's where this whole team resides. Um, Colin Kaepernick still remains a team starter against the Saints. Uh, the Saints, we give the 10th most fantasy points, two quarterbacks. <laughs> but I know I can't, guys. You can't. I'm, pl- I'm playing Nick Foles over Kaepernick. Again, You're on a Foles party not, right now. Well, I yes, think it's more is. just I'm on a hate train than a party. Probably. And Kaepernick's on that train. He always has been, always will be. Um, I don't love it. I don't love it at all. Now they are coming off a bye, which is interesting. And what I think is maybe most angry is that these players that we started to actually depend on have not performed well with Colin Kaepernick in as a quarterback. So Jeremy Curley, as case in point, he's only had four catches for less than 30 yards in the two games that Colin Kaepernick has started. That's a problem. Hmm. Now, he feels like they may be able to kind of create some chemistry from that bye week. I don't know if that's true. It might still be Torrey Smith. Um, but even then, you're not loving Torrey Smith, so you can't really play any of them, despite the fact that the New Orleans gives up the 17th most fantasy points to wide receivers. So it's actually a decent matchup, but the problem is you just don't know who it's going to be, if anybody. Vance McDonald, who also is one of those guys that we could kind of depend on in terms of he was being targeted in the red zone. He was generally pretty good for a touchdown at least every other week. He's only had three catches for 49 yards since Colin Kaepernick is back. Another good matchup, but again, we can't trust it. Carlos Hyde, this one who usually is a starter, and I will grant you he might be in my sleeper category. For the, but my issue is, is that even after a bye week, because he had hurt his shoulder before they went to the bye, he's still wearing a non-contact jersey in, in practice. Not good. I don't love that at all. When you're coming off a bye week and you are still in a non-contact jersey, that is a problem. It is a great matchup. They give the second most fantasy points to running backs. But we don't know where he stands health-wise. So I don't love that. You're going to definitely need to be listening to all your injury reports leading up to this game. He may be able to go. He feels like he can go. I don't know. Now, what we do have an issue is that offensive coordinator Modic says that Jawan Harris has earned more opportunities, kind of like Tim Hightower. He's definitely earning more playing time. Um But even with that, he only rushed for 39 yards off 11 carries. I don't know how that's really earning more playing time, but uh, that's just me. But then we've got a situation where we got a running back by committee of, is it Sean Drawn? Is it Mike Davis? Is it 
Juwan Harris? Will Carlos Hyde be able to play? We have absolutely no clue what is going on with this backfield at all, which tells me that you have to stay away from them altogether. Boom. Carolina Panthers, the Los Angeles Rams, the Panthers. You know, where there's not a running back by committee. Carolina. Here. What'd you say? I said here. Here. There's not here. The Panthers. Here the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers. Jonathan Stewart has had four, four touchdowns and 180 yards in the last two games. Uh, I think that's amazing. I think if anyone can play well against the Rams, it's going to be Stewart this week. Uh, plus with six teams on by, you don't have anybody better than getting over 20 fantasy points in the last two outings. Do you, do you, uh, no, uh, Cam uh, Newton. We have him ranked number five. Uh, this is tough. Um, he had a tough game last week against the Cardinals, which we all thought he was going to have anyways. This week he faces the Rams. Um, they're like kind of tough, not really tough. Um, and Cam's a different kind of quarterback. So I think he's going to have a bounce back week this week. It won't be 12 points like last week. And I don't think it's going to be nearly as many as 27 points like week six. So 18 to 21 range. I think that's solid. I'll take I like that. it. I'll take it. Um, Calvin Benjamin, you will get seven to nine fantasy points. If that is good enough for your team, then put them in. Only you know what you need, and that's what that guy's going to give you. Uh, you can play the kicker. You can play the defense. Yes, I said it. The defense yep. for the first time this year. The Panthers are coming off a big game with eight sacks, an interception, a fumble, and a touchdown. Now they go up against the Rams. And, uh, yeah, they're the Rams still. So that hasn't changed. So they give up the second most fantasy points to defenses. So go Carolina's defense. Oh, yeah. And you can bench the rest of the wide receivers because um, no. Hmm. All right. The Rams starting out for the Rams is a flex. And his name is Todd Gurley. Yes, we have moved him to the flex at this point mm. in the season. We're in week nine, guys. It's not changing. It's not getting any better. I get it's against Carolina, but. They could actually stop the run. They give up the eighth fewest fantasy points for running backs, and I think they're going to – all they have to do is really is take away Todd Gurley, which is what the other teams have figured out, make Case Keenum throw, and you never know, Case Keenum might throw for those four interceptions like he did last game, right? So to me, he's a flex. Gurley only has three touchdowns on the season and does not have a single game over 85 yards rushing. That's crazy. Nuts. Stop it. Uh, it stop hurts. it. I know. It's, no, it's not fun to talk about. I didn't draft him. <laughs> all of the wide receivers on this team are boom or bust players. They like all of them fall in this category. But I have to say, I think against Carolina, they give up the absolute most fantasy points to wide receivers. There's going to be a lot of booming happening over here. I like Britt the most, but I, you know, yeah. I'm not against. Austin or quick in this matchup. If you're needing a receiver to put in, you're desperate. These are three guys that may have big games. They're not all three going to have big games, but I like stills. I'm probably Austin and quick. I think that's how I go. Maybe quick than Austin, but again, it's all boomer bust, but they're yummy matchups. Um, Rams defense is right there on the cuff. Carolina's give up a lot of fantasy points, uh, but 
the Rams have kind of not been so good since week four. So it's it's kind of a risky play. I don't mind Lance Kendrick this week, you guys. As we were talking mm. about it, there's a lot of tight ends on by. And I don't know. He sees targets. He's had 17, he's been targeted 17 times and has had one touchdown in the last two games. So that's that's nice. If you're looking for an upside, um, this week he faces the Panthers. They give up the second most fantasy points to tight ends. So that's another upside. So nice matchups, lots of targets. Um, not saying there's lots of touchdowns, but you never know. Dreams do come true. So he's not that bad. And Case Keenum, Brandon's so mean, she dropped him all the way to the number 24 out of 26 quarterbacks because maybe, I don't know. He threw four interceptions last time. Just, I mean, I just, I just You're let the so numbers judgy. speak to me. So judgy. <laughs> He's only under four percent of the league, so we really need to stop talking about this guy. But I can't help it. I, I know. just can't. It's addicting. It is. It's addicting. And Greg Zerline finishes up the kickers at number twenty-six. Dead. I ranked at the very bottom. Mm, sad. Indianapolis Colts, the Green Bay Packers. They will have to throw the ball because the Green Bay Packers give up the absolute fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs, and their offensive line, let's just say, isn't stellar. Shall we? Mm -hmm. uh, T.Y. Hilton is questionable and was hurt all of last game. And by the way, I had a FanDuel lineup that was such garbage because I had Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Spencer Ware, Devontae yeah. Booker. Like, literally, if anyone left the game... They were on my FanDuel lineup. Mine too. My lineup was horrible because of injuries. Like it was, I just, I kept just like smacking myself. Like it's not real. It's not real. So he came back in, but he was clearly still hurt. Uh, I think he has, has some serious issues with this um, injury. One catch, 20 yards. It was total garbage. Even if he plays, look for the team to lean on Dante Moncrief. Last week, Moncrief caught four of his nine targets for 41 yards and a touchdown against Kansas City his first week back from injury. And the Packers give up the 11th most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. I'm still not in love with Phil Dorsett. I still don't love Chester Rogers or anyone else, but I definitely trust Dante Moncrief. Uh, you have to start Gore probably, but it's a tough matchup. Like I said, you've been warned. Freeman scored two touchdowns against them. Uh, T.Y. or T.J. Yeldon did score one in week one. T.J. Yeldon. Woo, that was the one. That was the one. Uh, Zeke went over 100 yards, but no touchdowns. No one else has even come close. Uh, they're more in the 40 to 50-yard range and no scoring, so. Sorry. Uh, on the bench, Jack Doyle uh, dropped down to two catches for 36 yards last week, and it looks like Dwayne Allen is on the mend. He's practicing. I just think it's too much of a disaster, and Green Bay gives up the 11th most points to opposing tight ends, but still, I think it's just going to be a timeshare, and we just don't know. I'd like to take a moment for Mr. Jordy Nelson. Mm. Finally. 94 yards and a touchdown against... Well, the Falcons, but still. Uh, surprisingly, the Colts have given up only the six fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, so I'm not that concerned because there's so many darn weapons with everybody being injured still. <laughs> so it's weird. They make it happen. Aaron Rodgers, he's on the up and up, isn't he? Last week, he tore it up with 246 yards and four touchdowns. That makes seven touchdowns in the last two weeks. And... He had more rushing yards than anybody else on the team. Or is that a Amazing. no? I mean, I can't decide if I should clap or cry. 
you know, it's not like you own any of these guys, so it's okay. You (laughs) own Aaron Rodgers, so let's give it to him, right? That's my feeling. Uh, Yeah, when it comes, I'll just skip right down to the the mess, mitty-gritty. Ty Ty Montgomery is still limited in practice after being diagnosed with sickle cell uh, trait. Last week, he was limited in practice and was ruled inactive for the game. So there's really no guarantee that he's going to play this week. So I would find a backup. I wouldn't find it on this team, though. I have them all on the bench. You know, I just can't invest in them. As of yet, rooms are, rumors are that James Starks is getting better and he may be back sooner than later, but it's not it's not going to be for this week. Um, if you're super, super desperate, I guess the guy is Don Jackson, who had 10 rushing yards last week off of four uh, attempts. So you can't do much off of four attempts. So I'm not going to, like, say he's bad, but I just – I don't think that they care to – to look at that right now. So, you know, Rogers is making it happen. That's great. That's wonderful for him. Cause he had a few down weeks. So I'm happy. I'm happy that that's gone down. Um, and even with everybody on this team that's been injured, um, the Packers still do not use their tight ends. So you shouldn't either. Let's move on. The Green Bay Packers is right there. And the defense is right there on the sleeper cusp. Um, so, I don't know. It's not my favorite, but it's possible. <laughs> that was Brandon. Sorry. Uh, I just like ran my knee into my table. You know. You know. <laughs> Sorry. She's a Midwest girl. Randall Cobb, on the other hand, is listed as questionable. No word on his progress thus far. He has been limited in practice, uh, but he was last week as well up before he was ruled inactive. So. Uh, not awesome, but that leaves Devontae Adams, who has seen 30 targets in the last two games. 30. That's a lot. There's a lot. That's a lot. So I don't know how you bench a guy like that. I mean, it's weird. I'm not a huge Devontae Adams fan, and I don't know why. Is it because he's kind of like a boomer bust player, and every single time you put him in, he busts? Probably. Maybe that's what it but is. But you have no choice at this point. He's been so you much better no this choice. year, though, than he was last year. So he much has. So, he so has. much better. He Way has. more consistent. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. You know, he had that one game where he dropped quite a few passes, and then the very next game, it was like he was the only person on the field with, with Aaron Rodgers. He just kept targeting him, and I think he was just really trying to get the kinks out. And I think it might have worked. So, yeah, you're starting him. There you go. Tennessee Titans at the San Diego Chargers. I am really undecided how this game is going to go. It could be a shootout or it could be a nightmare. Mm. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Shootout, shootout. Tennessee defense is actually pretty good. So Mm. makes me a little bit nervous for the Chargers, but we'll start with the Tennessee Titans. Now, Marcus Mariota was 18 of 22 for 270 yards, but he had two touchdowns um, against the Jags. Grand, the Jags are a very bad defense. And San Diego was kind of in the middle of the pack. They get the 13th fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. But I think you could play him if you need to this week. Again, we've got a lot of teams out on by. There's not a whole lot of great options. If, If you were streaming quarterbacks and only drafted one, He's not a horrible option. He's been doing pretty well the last few weeks. He's a little bit on the uptick. Uh, it's gonna get. He's gonna have a couple bad matchups. So if you want to play him, this is the time now. Uh, Demarco Murray. Oh, sadness. Um, so last week's game, he went to the locker room about halfway through the game, came back. 
Uh, he did still have a great game, 21 carries for 123 yards and a touchdown, but he's got a bit of a foot issue. This is what brought him out of the game. He was able to still finish, um, but he didn't quite look 100% himself. He has had a lot of time to kind of make that heal, but he is considered day-to-day -day right now. He did get an MRI. It did not show any structural damage in terms of his toe, which is what's injured. But anytime I hear toe, I don't know you guys, I get really nervous with toe. Toe doesn't seem like a major injury, but mm -hmm. it, especially for running back with your balance, it is a very, very bad injury. Um, now, he was limited on practice Wednesday, so I'm encouraged that he's at least somewhat practicing. Uh, he thinks that he'll be able to go, and it is a good matchup because Sandia gives up the six most fantasy points to running back. So even if he is injured and he feels like he can play, I do still think he's worth playing because I think there's enough to go around between him and Derrick Henry, who I have as my sleeper, who was playing more than usual when, when Murray went out. He had 16 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown, plus he had almost 40 yards in the air. I like him a lot as well. I think that both could have a decent game, again, because that Chargers defense is not good at stopping the run. So I think if you need a flex option, Derrick Henry can be your guy this week. I really do think so. Now, Kendall Wright is one of these, the uh, Devontae Adams of this team, Courtney, who's just always <laughs> so dicey. So dicey, that Kendall Wright. But he had a good game. He had four catches for 84 yards, you know, and he had a touchdown. Now, what's interesting is that Coach Malarkey said he called him a very good slot receiver, a third down receiver. Okay. That is interesting because technically your starters are Rashard Matthews and Tajay Sharp, and Tajay Sharp has been less than uh, exciting the last few weeks. So he's calling him this third down kind of guy, but he's been the mo one of the most explosive players with Rashard Matthews on this team. It's not the best matchup. The Chargers give up the 12th fewest fantasy points two wide receivers, but I would be playing Kendall Wright over Tajay Sharp any day of the week. You know what any I think a third down guy means? The guy we trust. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, but, but he said that he, but he called him, I should, I should add this, he called him a rotational wide receiver. Yeah, he's just an a-hole. Whatever. Well, He'll resign soon. Mike well, Malarkey. Rotate them in all you want because I want. <laughs> They're almost divisional leaders, though. They might go to the ah, freaking playoffs. Seven, yeah, you, you playoffs. It's playoffs. You know why? Kendall Wright. That's well. Right. Let's not get too excited here. I mean, it is Kendall Wright, but yeah, he's not that great. I mean, it's I also just, that the I don't know Texans. Why I'm defending him. Well, the Texans also signed Brock Osweiler, and the Colts decided they didn't need an offensive line, so that's helping them. It is helping this them. That's true. Now, yeah. like, he might be saying that he's just a rotational receiver because that's where he needs them in terms of packing some punch when he comes in. He's on a little bit slightly more limited snap count uh, than Mr. Tajay, but it's working for them. So, you know, if you're going to choose a receiver, it's going to be Richard Matthews first, then Kendall Wright, and then you're never choosing Tajay Sharp. You're just not doing it. It's not, it's not even on your radar. Do not do it. Uh, but you're wondering, okay, well, Mario's been having some good games, so who is it going to? Well, technically, Delaney Walker is had the most targets thus far. Um, so, sure, okay. Now, the Chargers are 14th in terms of allowing points to tight ends, so he could have a good game. He could possibly get a touchdown, so I'm okay with that. You could put Walker in. Um, now, in sad news, Andre Johnson announced his retirement. Mm. Makes me sad. 
makes me sad. But you know, it, it was time. Marion Foster holding hands, walking in the sunset mm-hmm. with really North Turner behind them. Yeah, holding the sun is what Hold- he's doing. <laughs> holding the sun. Uh, I don't know. Or we'll the fan, to- so their hair is blowing back. Blowing yeah, yeah, yeah. He's holding the fan. He's he's directing the wind, Brandon. Exactly. Exactly. All right, the Good Chargers. Norv's old team. That's right. So Melvin Gordon, guys, he's had touchdown, 10 touchdowns this year. And he is, and all of them basically have been in the red zone. He is a red zone monster. Baller. Melvin Gordon, guys, I, I, I say it every single week, if you aren't playing Melvin Gordon, I don't even know how I can help you. I really can't. Um, but what's been interesting is that they, they keep mentioning they want to keep an eye on his touches because they don't want to overwork him. Uh, and so they are planning on lessening his load. But we've yet to see that as he ran 23 times for over 100 yards against the Broncos. Hmm. Um, and I don't know. Maybe this is the week. Either way, I'm not concerned about it. Tennessee gives up the seventh fewest points to running backs. But like we said, the moment they're even remotely in the red zone, it's it's Melvin Gordon time. It is time for Melvin Gordon to get in there. So I still feel very confident about Melvin Gordon. Even if they do lessen his load, he's still going to get you the points that you need. He will still get you touchdowns. You can feel just fine about Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Philip Rivers, I'm also intrigued by him this week. Um, Titans give the 15th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Again, they are a, a tough defense, though. But Philip Rivers is always all around 300 yards. He's throwing an insane amount. He threw 47 pass attempts against the Broncos, and that's against the best secondary in the league. So I think you know we can see equal number of attempts this week. Uh, he's an interesting play for me if you've got a quarterback on by. But his wide receivers are very banged up. Both Travis Benjamin and Tyrell Williams were questionable going into week eight. They both played week eight, but Benjamin only had three catches for 44 yards, um, which was, he was targeted the most on the team. So for Benjamin owners, at least that's the good news. But then he got, went out with a PCL injury, much like what Brandon thinks she has and wants to still walk 10,000 steps a day. Hmm. I don't know if it's PCL specifically, but there's something funky town. Funky, something funky in her knee. So just every once in a while, it's in shooting pains when I'm walking down the stairs. Yeah, it's not good. That's not good. But so Benjamin. It's not a tumor. What he has been dealing with this all season. So at no point have we sat there and thought that he was completely okay. He has talked about the discomfort that he's been feeling. He's still feeling it. And his status is uncertain for this week. Tyrell Williams only had one catch for six yards last week. He is also questionable. Neither one of them practiced on Wednesday, so that is concerning. So who would you play? You would play Dontrell Inman, who had four catches for the most yards, which was 72 yards against the Broncos. Again, a very tough secondary. But he's going to be the beneficiary, and hopefully Hunter Henry. Now, what's concerning about Hunter Henry, and his entire team is beat up, is that he was he was questionable going into week eight. He played week eight. He got a little bit beat up in week eight, went out, came back in, but now he still is a little bit injured. He did not practice on Wednesday, and this is his knee, so this is a little bit concerning, especially because Antonio Gates is stepping up his game a little bit. Uh, He only had 33 yards, but he did have a touchdown. As we know, Phillip Rivers loves Antonio Gates, so with Gates back, that does negate a little bit of Hunter Henry um, production, but with both wide receivers between Tyrell Williams and Benjamin injured, that should increase Hunter Henry's workload a little bit, so it it's, it's a little bit dicey, this game. Boom. Denver Broncos, the Oakland Raiders, Sunday night football. Mm. This is going to be a good game, I think. I think this is going to be yep. a good game. This is a huge divisional game that 
who takes over number one spot. I think this is this is big time. So for me, uh, Devontae Booker is a must start against the Oakland Raiders. Um, he's listed as questionable, but he should be good to go and continue those double digits that he, he's been getting. Yeah, he's got some fumbling issues, but he doesn't play for the New Orleans Saints. You keep him in. Right. Marius Thomas had 10 targets yet again last week. Didn't find the end zone though, but still 10 targets. Okay. It's the Raiders. Broncos defense, obviously uh, number one in the league for fantasy points. We've got him ranked number four. Brandon McManus, the kicker. You can go ahead and slide that guy right in. Manuel Sanders, similar to Calvin Benjamin. He gets you eight fantasy points. That's good enough for you. You do it some point he's going to find the end zone, but right now he's just going to get you eight fantasy points. Virgil Green. Uh, see, we have him ranked a little low, I think. I think this is it's a very risky play if you were looking at his overall performance this year, but last week was his best game with only 55 yards, but I think he's going to find the end zone. And listen, mm. we're going to be digging deep to stream tight ends this week. Uh, so... I think that it could be yummy against the Raiders defense that gives the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends, including five touchdowns. So, as I said, I think I think Green may be able to find it. They like to target him just left of the field goal post. So, if you see the ball going just left of the field goal post, that's the Virgil Green touchdown. Sweet spot. It's the sweet spot. It's the sweet spot. Um, unfortunately for him, they targeted him at the beginning of the season, but I think everybody watched their pregame, uh, preseason film, so they knew that that was going to happen. But now they've had a few weeks off. Virgil Green's been a little injured, so there's possibilities out there. Bench, Trevor Simeon, don't do it. Stop yourself. Move on. Stop. Stop. Hammer time. In the name of love. A lot of songs before in this you sim in yourself. Give it over. Ooh, that sounds very sexual. Yeah, Trevor. definitely simming in yourself. Trevor? Yeah, something I'm not gonna mean <laughs> thanks to my husband anytime soon. <laughs> Oakland Raiders, you're gonna start no one. That's right. The Denver Broncos defense is legit. That's right. You probably no have to start them, no but one. I just, I'm sorry. Denver gives up the absolute fewest points to opposing quarterbacks. Derek Carr had 513 yards last week and 14, four touchdowns. What? Insane. Insane. Still, this week, I'm looking elsewhere. Remember, he didn't score over 13 fantasy points in the two weeks prior? Yeah. You know, don't get too recency bias over here. This is a legit matchup. And it is what it is. The Broncos give up the absolute fewest points to opposing wide receivers. Cooper and Crabtree make me nervous, beyond nervous. You know if you have to start them, you probably do, but you got to really temper your expectations. Best matchup that the Broncos have is the, they give up the 14th most points to opposing running backs. But, man, mm, Latavius Murray carried the ball 11 times for 48 yards. Bummer. He actually had over 70 yards from scrimmage total when you take into his passing yards. Not great, but again, he was the lead back. It's just frustrating. And obviously they were leaning on the pass, a.k.a. giving Derek Carr gaudy numbers. Denver gives up the 15th most points to opposing tight ends, but Walford hasn't scored or gone over 31 yards since week two, so you can't start him either. But, you know, for the bench, there's six teams on by, so you may have to start the people I don't want to start. That's right. Anything may be possible this week. Mm -hmm. Monday night game. We got the Buffalo Bills, the Seattle Seahawks. Here's the deal, guys. 
The Bills are going against the Seahawks. So, I don't know. I'm not starting anybody. I'm not doing it. LaShawn McCoy is listed as questionable. Rex Ryan says he feels good about it. But Rexy Root is a dirty liar the majority of the time. <laughs> so, I don't feel good about LaShawn McCoy. Go ahead and put him in your lineup right now. But you better be finding somebody else to replace him come Sunday morning because it's a Monday night football game, you guys. It's a hamstring injury the week before their bye. Yeah. And and so you say, no well, sense. maybe they'll get him in. Well, they already put him in, not last week, but the week before, and he got re-injured and got you one fantasy points. I don't see them doing that again when he can have a bye. So I, I get it. They lose when LaShawn McCoy is not in or doesn't get the ball tons him out. But I don't know if I would want to risk it against a really strong defense the week before my bye. So I think we need to just all just say that was fun. Wait two winter weeks. As far as Tyrod Taylor, he hasn't been too shabby the last few weeks, you guys. Not too shabby at all. Um, but unfortunately, Seattle gives up the seventh fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. So not as weak. Not as weak. Not as weak, Ashley. I'm gonna have to concur and mm. say just move on. Move on. Robert Woods comes off the injury report thus far. He might be back by Friday, but uh, he did have seven targets last week, got 50 yards, so it's not awful if you're in a PPR kind of league. Um, it's not great. And, again, it's Seattle. So I think we just move on, right? Uh, Mike Gillisley is the guy. If uh, McCoy does not go, he didn't do too shabby. He wasn't, like, amazing last week, but he wasn't bad with a uh, 15.4 touch or 15.4 fantasy points in standard leagues, one touchdown, 85 yards on the ground. So, okay, sign me up. I'll take a little bit of that. Um, and Charles Clay, guys, he has got to be the biggest letdown of the NFL. <laughs> I only say that because every week, we even had a Bills guy on last week on our radio show. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I think Charles Clay is going to be the guy. And mm -hmm. I even said to them, I was like, but how many times are we going to say that? And sure enough. <laughs> you sure did enough, say that. I did. I, I he said was it. taken aback. He was like, oh, well, I was oh, well. like, yeah, well, no, think about it. This is it. the week. This is, no. this is the I'm week. not kicking your kid, dude. I'm saying, when is he going to bounce back? I'll tell you what, <laughs> point six points. That's not bouncing back. There's nobody else playing on this team, and Charles Clay can only catch two of his six targets for six yards. It's not, it's not good. It's pathetic. It's really it's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. Marquis Goodwin is back. If you're going to take a flyer on anybody, I suppose it's that dude. You're really asking for something special if you do that. Anyways, Seattle Seahawks, Ashley. Well, if you're okay with complete and utter mediocrity, this is your team. This oh. is your team. I mean, it's just, I don't know what the deal is this year, but, you know, Christian Michael, he rushed 10 times, only had 40 yards. He at least got a touchdown. He was, like, somewhat of the highlight. Um, but Buffalo gives up the 13th most fantasy points to running backs. So there's a chance he could have a good week. But what's really, I don't, I don't know what you consider really good. I mean, at this point... You still Ashley, have to play your him. teams are so much better than mine. 
No, barely any of my fa- any of my running backs get ten fantasy points in in a week. Well, I'm saying really he's, the, he's I just said he's the highlight of this team, which really isn't saying much. But what I was going to say before you so rudely cut me off. Sorry. Is, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I had James White last week. It burned me. Well, yeah. Cut me the deep. The issue is that you know, he probably will do okay. And we've got so many running backs that this is considered good right now for running back standards. So you're playing Christian Michael in your must start. Now where it gets depressing is that the whole Thomas roll situation, which we'll get into in a second here uh, is how long are we going to hold on to Christian Michael? Will he remain the starting back? We don't know. Um, that's kind of pending and in the air. So if you've got him, you need to have some backup plans thinking here for the next few weeks for when Rawls does come back. Now, Russell Wilson, his ankle is no longer listed on the injury report. But his pectoral muscle certainly is. And the guy has not been healthy all season long. He still has a knee and the pec listed on the injury report. At least one of the injuries is now off the ankles now. But we still got two injuries. Um, you know, he was 22 of 34 for 253 yards, but no touchdowns. One interception against the Saints. A very bad, bad defense. And they did not certainly put up where they needed to. He's not really running. He only had 11 yards as well. So that kind of extra bonus and the goodness that you look for out of Russell Wilson, you haven't really seen this year either. The guy is not healthy. You could not expect, you know, elite numbers out of him. I don't know what to tell you other than the fact that I don't see it happen anytime soon. He's not somebody that you can be owning at this point in time. And Buffalo has a good defense. You got the eighth fewest fantasy points to quarterback. So this certainly is not the week where he's going to bounce back. All the wide receivers have just been, again, very mediocre. Doug Baldwin, only 51 yards. A guy is basically every single week getting five points. Same with Jermaine Curse. He's good for five points every single week. Maybe that's good enough for you. I don't know. Maybe that's enough in a flex. But you certainly didn't draft Doug Baldwin to be playing in your flex role. So that's a little bit concerning. The Buffalo Bills have a mediocre secondary. So, again, five points is what you should expect. Jimmy Graham only had three catches for 34 yards. So that was disappointing. The Buffalo Terrible. I depended on that revenge game so much. So disappointing. It was a good matchup for him, and it did not go well. And Buffalo gives up the ninth fewest points to tight end, so this isn't exactly shouldn't be on paper a bounce-back week for Jimmy Graham. So really there's no one on this team you can play. In terms of news, you've got Michael Bennett, their defensive end, who had surgery on Wednesday. He's going to be sidelined for probably three weeks. Uh, so that does have a little bit of a hit to the defense. But good news, Cam Chancellor, uh, he has a good shot at being back this week. So that will be a nice little uplift for the, already a good defense. And then Thomas Rawls, as I mentioned, he was able to play full speed in practice on Monday. Now, this is the first time since he's been injured that he's been full speed. He has been ruled out week nine. Pete Carroll has said he's being very cautious with him um, that until he is 100% fully healthy and ready to go, he will not be activating him. But I would think that would be in the next couple weeks. So if you are a Christian Michael owner, because Christian Michael hasn't exactly been lights out, again, he's been doing well comparatively to this year for the fact that all of our starting running backs have been injured. So Christian Michael is a top running back. But for that team standard, he hasn't exactly, in my opinion, solidified that starting role. So Thomas Rawls very well may come in and be a starting running back. So you need to make sure that you protect yourself, like we mentioned earlier. Just make sure you got a backup plan if you're a Christian Michaelana. Strap it on. All right, you guys. That's the end of the show. Week nine. Again, get him out of your lineup. 
Arizona Cardinals, Chicago Bears, Cincinnati Bengals, Houston Texans, New York, New England Patriots, the Washington Redskins. And after today's show, it looks like the Buffalo Bills, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, get them out. Do we need to do? Do we need to do? out? Tough week. Tough week, guys. Tough week. <laughs> Consider it an extra London game. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Again, guys, if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. A lot of injuries. It's Wednesday tonight, you guys. We record the show, so make sure you hop over to SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 on Eastern on Saturday nights. We'll be over there. All the updates, answering your calls. So love you long time over there as well. And as for as for our four ingredients of our fun free fan duel uh, game, you need to hop over to her fantasy football, subscribe to our site. There's also a link there on the page. So feel free to add on and play against my sisters and I and see if you can beat us. If you played last week, you probably did. So mm-hmm. sign up this week, you guys. Until next week, no more faking it.